This podcast contains discussion about adult topics. Use your judgment if there are little ears around. Welcome to Doing It. My name is Anne. I'm part of the Family Planning Victoria Schools Education Team. We go to schools and talk to young people and grown-ups about relationships and sexuality education. That could be anything from talking about bodies and puberty and growing up to sex and dating, all things relationships and sexuality education. We're making a series of podcasts which are for parents and carers of school-aged children to give a bit of insight into what we talk about in class. Our first series of podcasts is about puberty, which is something we generally start talking about with students from about grade three or four. By grade five or six, students should be getting lots of information about puberty. Today's conversation is about all things menstruation. Periods are a big milestone in a person's life. If a person is born with a uterus, it's most likely they will start a cycle of bleeding around once a month, and this is a sign that their body can grow a baby. Learning how to manage periods at an age when talking about it might seem really taboo is a big deal. Talking openly about periods with your young person and making them a normal part of life will help them get the information they need to manage their period when it starts and manage their reproductive health into the future. When we talk about periods in this podcast, we're going to talk about what is typical for girls and women. It's important to say at the start that not every woman has a period and some transgender men live with regular periods. Intersex bodies are different too, so this information might not be relevant for all. So sitting here with Bonnie, who's the school's education manager, I'm going to ask you some questions, Bonnie, about periods. Great. Usually we would start talking about this from about grade three. Yeah, introducing it at grade three and four and then really embedding that learning at five and six and then revising, of course, in the secondary year levels. Yep, excellent. So uh, can you explain what a period is? What a period is. So many young people have so many misconceptions around what it is. Um, and so explaining it in really simple terms for young people is so important. So I explain it as um, often I explain it alongside of pregnancy and conception because the two really go hand in hand. So I kind of explain when an egg is released, the uterus builds up a really thick spongy lining of cells in preparation for a potential egg to embed and grow into a baby. But if that doesn't happen, then the uterus doesn't need that thick spongy lining. So it sheds away and that's what breaks down and flows out of the vagina as the menstrual flow. Mm-hmm. And it looks a bit like blood. Yep. And talking about periods not being regular at the start. and Yeah, of course. So, And that, that can be really um, confusing for young people too when we say that periods generally kick in between the ages of 11 to 14 but can begin as early as 8 and we say that they happen on a about a month cycle or a 28-day cycle if you're textbook perfect. And so when young people experience periods for the first time and they're maybe not so regular, as regular as a 28-day cycle, that can be quite confronting. So explaining that in the first couple of years they might be much longer in between. Sometimes they'll be shorter in between periods as well and that's totally normal for your body to find its natural rhythm and groove. Mm. Um, So you said they might start for some girls as as young as eight. What are some signs that she might need to look out 
or expect to Yeah, be. yeah. We do an interesting activity actually with uh, parents and carers. It's a bit of a homework task that we give young people and we get them to go home and talk to their trusted grown-ups at home about what was the first sign that made them realise that puberty had began. And we get so many grown-ups sending in uh, their feedback saying that the period, getting their period was what was the first thing that made them realise that puberty had begun. But mm. Puberty actually begins a lot earlier than your first menstrual cycle or mm. your first menstruation. So And it's not going to be one of the first signs either. No, Girls no. Probably notice growth spurt and body odor and all of hair those things. And, yeah. I often tell students to look out for vaginal discharge and that being present up to two years before a period first begins Mm -hmm. and that vaginal discharge can be involved in the vagina cleaning itself but also around times of ovulation that can be present. Breasts changing shape and form can often be an indicator that the period is not too, uh, too far away either. Yeah so once they're getting to that kind of adult shape and the more rounded shape breast and they're noticing vaginal discharge then it's probably start a good time to start carrying pads and tampons. Absolutely. Um, what do young girls want to know about periods? Often they want to know how long they last for. So anywhere between three to five days, but up to seven is totally normal. So normalising that for them. Some girls want to know how much blood is lost because there's a lot of misinformation around that. So we do a great exercise. I take into the classroom my water bottle and a big measuring cup and I get them to to estimate or guesstimate for me how much blood they think is going to be lost. And of course, they fill up the whole measuring jug. (laughs) They think it's going to be an extra extraordinary amount of blood so normalizing for them the fact that it's you know 35 to 40 mils is is about average which is a tiny amount to what they they picture in their minds the period is made up of a couple of different things so it is made up of blood and cells that line the uterus as well as a mixture of mucus so the appearance of that period blood when they first start getting it can be quite different to the normal blood that they might notice when they cut their hands Mm. so it might be darker in appearance and then turn brighter um, or it might be uh, you know more brown and mucusy and that's all completely normal as well so not to be expecting the bright red Mm -hmm. red blood that comes out if you've got a blood nose but it's something quite different to that yep so girls would notice that they have their period if they go to the toilet or if it's on their underwear and they only use pads and tampons on the days that they notice that blood coming out of their body and girls kind of think that they need to use pads and tampons forever every day Uh, so that's not true no So in a class, what are we recommending that students do to manage their period like during a day if they they do have it? Yeah, and I guess this depends on what they're using to to manage their period as well. So it will be dependent on whether they're using pads or tampons or menstrual cups or the period underwear that's available as well. But changing all of those things as regular as needed for comfort. So for pads, that's about every four to five hours. So I usually tell girls, particularly when they're nervous about having to change them at school, if you think about, you know, every four to five hours, it's kind of when they wake up in the morning, then it might be at recess or lunchtime at school. Then it's probably when the school bell goes for home time and then it's before bed as well. So changing it, you know, four or five times a day. Tampons need to be changed a little more regularly than that so they're about every three to four hours making sure that the girl washes her hands before and after of course inserting anything into her vagina 
And menstrual cups, you, you can go for eight hours without changing those. Mm. So they can be really um, And useful. we show those in class. In primary school, girls are usually a bit freaked out by the idea of them. But they're definitely an option that's becoming more popular. Yes, yeah, definitely. And they're really curious about them. Mm. They're very, I find more and more so I'm, I'm getting these little environmentally conscious young yeah. people who yeah. are, well, and financially conscious mm. young people because they ask me about the price of pads and tampons and they're horrified mm. to think that they're going to have to go from in, during puberty right through to menopause having to buy these things all of the time. Mm. And they're also thinking about the environmental impact. So things yep. like reusable cloth pads, or the menstrual cups are a really good cost and environmentally savvy way to manage periods. Mm. They also want to know things like how to manage it. Will I be getting it at the same age as what my mum did? Will everyone know that I've got my period? Do I have to tell my teacher that I've got my Mm. period? So lots of questions around that. And increasingly I'm getting questions around why does periods hurt? Mm. Um, and so really again explaining to them that pain is not something that every woman experiences and if pain is present and it's affecting their daily lives then it's really something that they should talk to a healthcare provider around. So it's not usual to have to miss school? No. Or not be able to go to work or school or do activities no. and yeah. all that sort of stuff? Anything stronger than a hot water bottle and Panadol and you really want to yep. be talking to it to a healthcare professional. Yep. So if you're talking to younger students about this, what, what are recommendations at school? So recommendations around managing periods uh, for, or... For talking about it at school, like if we're going into a class, we wouldn't generally separate boys and girls? Oh, no, definitely not. And um, the reason being is because most boys have got a mother or a sister or a friend or a cousin or someone in their life who's going to have a period at some stage. Mm-hmm. So it's really important that they we take away some of the stigma and the shame and the anxiety around managing periods. So really talking about it being a normal process um, that everyone can understand. Mm. And for boys, it's really important that they do understand this in case they do want to have children in the future as well because they're so intrinsically linked. Yeah, it's part of understanding how to make a baby. Exactly right. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, look, we wouldn't separate them. In some situations, the girls do like to have a chat on their own as just a little bit of a girls' group just to, you Mm -hmm. know, throw some questions around, and that's okay. But I would say that the large part of the discussion takes place together. In school settings too, uh, talking about how to manage periods within school settings can be really helpful. Mm. So I I always talk about during puberty there's the there's an increased need for privacy and particularly around girls and, and visiting their school bags, whether that be in their yeah. tubs or in their lockers, because they might be needing to manage yeah. their periods. And if you ask them, girls will often say they feel really scared about having that in their bag for the first few times, that someone would see it or yeah. make fun of it or embarrass them for needing to go to That's the bag right. and get pads or tampons. I tell a great story that one of one girl uh, told one of our educators here at Family Planning, and I tell this story all the time because it's fabulous and the kids love it. But this young girl was really, she was self-conscious around having her pads and her undies and her wipes and her bags and, you mm. know, everything in her school bag. She was really anxious around that. And she didn't want to have the pencil case or the little bag that we often recommend. So she and her mum went out on a shopping expedition and they 
bought two identical water bottles that you couldn't see through um, and they both had really wide openings so one was her normal drinking bottle that she would use during class and her other one was her period water bottle and inside she slid in her undies her pad her or her tampon her wipes it's so clever so giving young people strategies like that is really empowering just to take away that anxiety around having to manage these things. We're going to have things. a whole lot of girls with like 50 water bottles in their bag. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. But, it, you know, really good plan that her and her mum concocted yeah. and something that really worked for her. Yeah, and a good another reason to talk about it in front of the boys, to say, look, this is what's going to happen and it's really normal for women to do this, to have pads and tampons in their bag. Um, so don't make fun of it if you see it. That's um, right. Um, And what about girls accessing pads and tampons at school? Yeah, well, with our new change of government, they're going to be in there for free. Yay. Yay. (laughs) If only we can get that right across Australia for young girls. Again, it will just be that extra step in really affirming that this is not scary. It's not abnormal. It is a natural and normal part of growing up. Mm. And it's something that's going to be sticking around until you hit menopause. So sometime between 45 and 55 for most women. So this is this is excellent all schools will have access to pads and tampons now they all keep their own stock usually mm. in the sick bay or with the school yeah. nurse and, and sometimes you know sometimes in the classroom with a teacher yeah. sometimes the teacher will say to the girls at the start of the school year hey they're in my drawer if you need just come and find me often particularly around years five and six and onwards mm. that's definitely the case i had a teacher who had a, a hand signal for the girls so she taught all the girls a hand signal and if they needed to talk about periods or get pads and tampons they would just flash her this hand signal love so some girls do ask how would I talk about this at home or how would I tell my mom or dad that I have my period or what what's the advice for grown-ups talking about this at home yeah and for some it will be very easy for some it will be very hard so Mm. some families will use uh, different aids to help them with these this talking about this so they might have books they might access videos some might just some families might just leave the packet of pads or tampons lying on the bed and and you know that sort of thing I think just having them around and boys and girls will say oh I've seen those these are in my bathroom that's what they are that's right yes Yeah. yeah we always absolutely advocate that that young people have someone that they can talk to and open up and have these honest communications around particularly when it comes to things like managing periods like where do they put the use pads or tampons or whatever products they're using Mm. Uh, how do they manage that how do they go about buying these so there are some practical things that they need Mm. to get sorted in the home what bin do I use how do I manage this because we don't want young people thinking that they're something that they can just flush down the toilet or not have access Mm. to or not need to change during the day that's absolutely right and also talking about alternative menstrual products too and that that might be another conversation that can be had at home so things like period underwear or menstrual mm. cups they you know period underwear I think is really great and um, that's something we're educating teachers about as well because they're kind of new and teachers haven't really seen them yet yeah and they're so good particularly for gymnasts or yep. swimmers or any females that you know find using pads or tampons confronting they're just a pair of undies that Mm. you wash out at the end of each day sometimes i talk with young people about well what if you're living in two different houses 
on one weekend you're staying with dad and next weekend you're staying with mum and you get your period and you're at dad's house are you allowed to talk to dad about periods of course you can <laughs> but again it goes back to you know really setting but they up. don't know that they don't yeah. they don't and and I think that's our responsibility as the trusted grown-ups in mm. young people's lives to make sure that we have attempted in in some way shape or form to make a comfortable environment where open discussions can be had Mm. and this is tricky and that's why at family planning we always recommend establishing these when when our young people are young yeah so that when we get to this tricky age where we are navigating our changing bodies and the weird and wonderful things that they do we can know the ways in which to communicate around these and and guide around these questions and know it's going to be okay yeah yeah Awesome. Thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thank you to Bonnie. I hope that was helpful for everyone uh, to get some insight into how we talk about periods with young people in a class and just finishing up with some suggestions for continuing those conversations at home. Don't shield boys from learning about periods. They usually have lots of questions too. Everyone has a different experience of periods. Periods generally start after a girl has noticed breast development and her breasts are getting to the more rounded adult shape. Another sign she would notice before her period starts is vaginal discharge. Some girls might want to be prepared for period even years before they have them. It's okay to start carrying pads and tampons or spare underwear in their bag anytime. In terms of resources to help talk about this, uh, books are really great to have around. Adult women will be a really strong influence in how girls learn to manage periods and how they talk about them as well. Uh, You might want to try emailing different pad or tampon companies to get free samples. Companies that sell period-related products often have great resources to explain periods on their website. Kotex is a company that will send out free pads and tampons. Website is ubycotex.com.au. Cottons also have information about periods and starter kits from $5. Family Planning Victoria have partnered with Cottons to create a guide for young people with autism on how to manage periods. You can find that at amaze.org.au. You can find out more information about moon cups or diva cups at lynette.com.au. They have some really good information about how those are used as well. We mentioned period underwear a few times. Moddy Body is the Australian underwear, period underwear company. Uh, they sell period underwear, swimwear and exercise gear. Kidshealth.org has great information for helping to explain how periods work. And in class we use a video from Jean Hales for women's health. Go to jeanhales.org.au. For more information about us, you can go to fpv.org.au. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. Look out for our next episode of the podcast or subscribe so you don't miss out. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.